0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the premier podcast of "Craft Is King," a new podcast coming to you from Bad Dinner Guests. I am here as Kev. Almost forgot <laughs> to introduce myself. There, with my good buddy and author of soon to be two novels, Noah Nichols. He's here to talk with us tonight about his first novel, No Net, a, a personal. Favorite of mine. I actually have a, a big tie to this book. I, I've, I've, it's like a child I've watched grow up. But anyway, I will <laughs> turn you, the mic over to you, Noah, and say hi to the people.
1: Uh, hello. I am uh, Noah Nichols, and I am 34 years old. Uh, suddenly, I think I'm pitching something from Match.com profile, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm a writer. Um, I've been writing for uh, about a year and a half now. Um, I've always kind of written. I've been a songwriter, a musician. Um, uh, what Kevin was referring to is that we used to work together at a what, bar slash grill place, like, yeah. <laughs> like in kitchen. Hell. Yeah, in hell. hell. The we short know. order cooks. A good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, temporarily, eternally damned. Exactly.
0: <laughs> That's a double negative. I don't know what will happen when I go to hell. That I'll just be, <laughs> I'll just be put back at yeah. work at that place. What was that
1: dude's name? The guy that ran Gooey's tongue?
0: Uh Doctor Robotnik. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Remember when he got in my face one night for no reason? I I wanted to hit him.
0: I do. He actually shoved me at one point. Yeah, oh, and, oh, and he, oh, he threw towards, something at your head oh, towards right? the end of. Uh, <laughs> my
1: there i feel um, like we should digress because we could talk about gooey's you know, like really good about that
0: for hours but yeah, <laughs> yeah. That.
1: but uh well but, but it's actually um it's relevant because you know honestly without you um i don't even know you were talking about your short stories and you know your work as a writer and, and at that time i was still mulling over my idea for no net the premise, and, uh, and I remember telling you about it and I remember specifically saying, Well, you should, you know, because I didn't think anything of myself because I didn't look at myself as a writer, as an author, you know. Exactly. And I said, Well, you should take this idea and just do it. And I told you about like they'd be app there'd be apps and you know, like you could go in different interconnected stories. And I remember you just just bluntly said, Well, why don't you do it? Yeah. And that really like <laughs> like fucked me up. It like really changed it like I don't know. It was almost like I was a teenager, and and it was like a parent saying, like, "Why don't you get up off your ass and stop?" You know, like smoking, you know, like smoking pot. Like, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like that. It was which, like put my ass in the gear in a way mentally. Which first? Uh, f-
0: fair enough. I uh, for what it's worth, that wasn't even my intention when yeah. we had that conversation. Where where I was coming from was I had in the past had people pitch me stories and say, hey, you should write this. And I found a couple of things would happen. One, those people didn't tend to really be, uh, one one of two things would happen. One, they wouldn't really be that into the story, and then I would go back to them for some feedback saying, right. you know, showing them my progression and they'd be just sort of like, oh, that's cool, yeah. man. I don't need to be filled in on this process. So I was just drunk. It was an idea I spit out. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Leave, leave me alone sort of thing. Yeah. So like, I, I don't very, really give I a really shit. I didn't give a shit. Like, I was just trying to get you to change the subject. Can we, we just saying. drink
1: some yingling?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the, or the other one would happen is someone who was serious about an idea but wasn't serious about pursuing it themselves would toss me an idea and I'd take it and I'd do my thing with it. And then they'd be like, well, that wasn't where I wanted to go with it.
1: Yeah. And it kind of like negates itself in a way. Yeah. And
0: so when, when I hear an idea that's, that's good, but, um, and especially when you were pitching it to me, the, the, let's say for instance, if I had written this story, it would have been extremely different absolutely
1: because we all have different you know minds and approaches yeah right
0: and like i know you said before that you were worried about um, maybe potentially making it too dark or going darker and yeah. Yeah, that that was one of the things that came into my head was i would take noah's concept and turn it into potentially something that it wasn't really intended to be in your mind yes. and then through no fault of my own i would have i could have conceivably let you down and at the time I just thought, you know, you had so much passion about the about the idea that what would have been best for me was to push you because somewhere along the line for me, someone had to do that for me. I remember the, the conversation that really pushed me over the ledge as far as making the decision that this was going to be what I was going to do, yes. and it was a dinner with a college friend in downtown Chicago, you know, a woman that's making it as a photographer. And she just kind of stopped me in mid sentence and was like, I've never seen you this passionate about anything. So
1: and that's when it light.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly and so that is more of what I was going for with you, yeah. was trying to pay it forward, was I was like, here's a guy that I think could do this, so why don't you I, saw that I passion. just encourage you to do it because yeah. it seems like you were halfway to doing it, you know, all you you just hadn't put pen to paper yet.
1: Yes. And and, and, and you know, that's very enlightening because um, essentially uh, if you would have taken it and been selfish and been like, oh, yeah, I'll take that idea, which a lot of people would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would have done, like you pointed out, it possibly would have, like, if I would have read it, even if I would have enjoyed it, maybe in the back of my mind, like, oh, I would have been hampered with this internal guilt, like, well, maybe I could have taken a chance or tried to, but yeah. I never did. And then I would I would not be sitting here with on the cusp of, you know, a second novel coming out, cat right. incarcerated. Um, I mean it really it's really fascinating in life how one person with their words can steer you in one of two directions. Because if you would have just taken it, my life would have been completely different. You know, it really is true.
0: Yeah. So, and that's, that what you just said kind of is on point, coincidentally, um, with what you did with your opportunity was sort of uh, one of the things that I appreciate about the book the most, and again, as i said, I'm going to talk as little about the actual book <laughs> no as spoilers. possible, because I, if I get to talk about it too much, a spoiler may just come blurting out on accident, but... The thing that I liked the most about this was you told a good story, but it was you used the opportunity to try to maybe not even necessarily teach a lesson, but just to sort of make people think, um, bringing up like a a what if scenario that makes people contemplate how they would react in this situation, which to me is one of my favorite things to see um, in any fiction that I choose to read. I appreciate that, would, that. That would make me think like, oh, this is a, a concept that um, kind of tests me and and who I think I am. You yes. Know, it almost like sort of makes you, if not question your morality, at least kind of figure out where you align as opposed to um, just sort of following a hero along. Uh, you know, And just being said hero and being like, oh, I hope he makes it. Well, just fully invested in this guy or gal.
1: Absolutely. Well, can I interject about that? What you just brought up is um, really the only a few of the bad marks or negativity, I should say, is that a lot of people in their mind, they they expected with this premise for whatever reason, even though I stated in, in the synopsis on Amazon um, that they're connected stories and people, how little or how much they care after it's gone, um, people expected, uh, uh, you know, like a clear cut antagonist or protagonist. And it's like, that's not what it's about. It's not a Hunger Games, like divergent shit. Like it's, it's trying to make you, like you said, think about what's to come possibly, but also, looking at yourself now because i mean the truth is is we're all like looking at our phones and all really it's like it's tethered we're tethered to it right you know it's like the ball and chain like um and 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 people show uh, some people interviews or just feedback to me personally they they feel like a, a, a an insane desire to express to me that well, I don't think that would happen. Well, I, I just don't think people would care. Only teenagers would care. But um, they're they're um, not understanding that uh, everybody is affected by it. If we're, I mean, financially even. And I didn't really cover that in the book uh, that much. I mean, I skated around that because that that's not what it was about. Is about personal addiction and and mm-hmm. what we need from it and what what uh, we've been. Um, Everything's been so convenient. Everything has grown so convenient, where it's all now, now, now. But if we take that away, then it's almost like people don't even remember what like nineteen ninety four was like, even though they're nostalgic for it. It's like shit was way different when, (laughs) like, the internet was just coming out. Yeah, like it was way different
0: through your phone line.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, if mom was on the phone with grandma, yeah, you know, you weren't surfing the web.
1: Get the AOL like CD with like the 50 hours free. Yeah, <laughs> and I,
0: I think that's part of the, the it's very easy for people, and I'll use finances as an example because I think it's uh, decently equivalent. For instance, pretend your phone is your debit card. Yes, it's which very, that's turning into. It's very yeah, which you don't know it's, <laughs> turning into. it's very easy to, uh, you know, so it's hard to wind up with $80 in cash and then the next thing you know, by the end of the day, you've got five bucks and you not know and you not be able to remember yes. spending that money with a debit card. It's very easy to stop and get gas on the way home. Like say you deposit an $80 check, you went and did some side work for 80 bucks. So it's very easy to go. You swipe at the pump for $10. You know, you go wherever you're going later, you decide to stop and get a drink. You get a drink with a snack, you know, it ends up being eight or $9. What I'm saying is without the, now without the keeping the physical checkbook or having the cash in hand, it's easy for people to be like, "Oh shit! Did I really just spend? I spent sixty-five dollars today. Yeah, like, yeah. how the hell did I spend sixty-five dollars?" It's easy because and it's, it's just,
1: almost out of sight, and like it's just in this
0: exactly. It's become such <clears> a <throat> secondary, natural thing. And this, I, I argue the same thing with smartphones, with the yes. internet. People will make that argument that I don't, I don't need the internet that much. It right. really wouldn't be that big of a deal. Well, that's but, that's
1: but them the convincing same time, themselves.
0: Yeah, at the same time, they forgot that. The only way they got to their new job last month was they use their <laughs> GPS.
1: Yeah, like Google GPS. Maps.
0: Yeah, they Google Maps it until they memorize the route. Well, yeah. Or you know, they they forget that um, if the internet went out for everyone, it wouldn't just be them that would could no longer act. People, I think what they think about it is like on a personal scale. Okay, well. Shit, it would be a little more convenient because I'd have to physically go to the bank. But if you're talking about a region not having internet, oh, it is all of a sudden everyone has to go to the bank. And the thing is, is with the internet, goes down, people. the bank doesn't just have all, a bunch of stacks yeah. of monopoly money sitting in the back to hand you. Absolutely. So if the if the financial system, if the internet goes down, your money is just essentially gone until it comes back because. Yeah. They and that would even be they, they may have access to records. There may be backup servers to records, but what I'm saying is that the cash only three percent of our nation's currency is in cold hard cash. Ninety seven percent of it is
1: in the internet. So that was In you know, and of itself it would be it would it would just instill chaos within people's bodies. You could have done this whole book could have just been about
0: that aspect if yeah. you wanted to and you could have filled it. And with,
1: I thought of that. Yeah, I thought of that and if you've noticed like this no spoilers either, but you know, like there were passages in the narrative, which which I found interesting to tell the story as in, uh, remember, it would go to CDN or um, uh, the Claire, you know, the Claire Drake uh, News, like, you know what I mean? Like it would go to where they were watching the news and everybody started um, hovering around television again to find out the news of when it's going to come back. And then in the narrative, I said, well, nobody cares about the planes crashing, the banks Every the stock market crashing, and I said that in narrative because all they would care about is when is it coming back, yeah. And that's what people really would care about essentially is I want it back, and and uh, yeah, I could have had like an app in No Net talking about the stock market crash and maybe the guy, like you know, like a guy hanging himself or killing his family, but yeah. to me, that wasn't interesting. It was showing you know, kind of skirting around that, but also like. Showing how people are deeply affected on a on a mental level because they've been so acclimated to being spoiled from you know their their babysitters as I referenced in it
0: Mm -hmm. you know and so yeah so you wanted to basically uh, from what I'm gathering here is essentially that the money that would have been the easy part like you were kind of that's what a typical writer would do after us more at our base saying like. Forget the money, which on its own would have been enough to ruin most of you. Um, But we as a people, yeah,
1: yeah. We're losing contact with ourselves. Like what you and like what we are doing together right now, speaking, like people would scoff at this and laugh, but it is becoming a lost art. A lot of people think that they're communicating with each other, they're not. Yeah. Like I was last night, I was at a show, and everybody, uh, there were like three or four tables, and there were groups of people, like four or five at each table music, uh, drinks. Yeah. They had all that going on, but they weren't speaking to each other and they were on their damn phone and they were playing Pokemon go and fucking around. And that's my point I'm trying to make is we're losing what we used to be. And people don't want to see that or they're in denial. Believe me, the internet is like people are in such denial. And to me it's just fascinating because I can go without my phone for a week. Like, I could turn it off on a weekend and be cool, but then I'll turn it back on and I'll have voicemails from people saying, where the hell are you? Why are you ignoring me? Because people just automatically think you're disrespecting them or ignoring them yeah, because you're not responding to a text or calling them back. And it's just because they all assume it's a herd mentality where we all have it, so why wouldn't it be? you know, it's like a beck and call. Like it's right on our fucking waist. Right.
0: And it's, you know, at all times. And it also, you know, which I won't go too far into this because that's a whole other can of worms. It's yeah. a three hour episode on its own. It just goes to,
1: maybe we should do a part of the, two of this. Yeah,
0: the, the whole just me, me, me yeah, of society these days where, you know, you find it, for instance, I, it's been a while since I've maintained a long-term relationship and mm-hmm. I, that's, I don't want to get too personal or anything with it, but what I've noticed is whether it be me Something or the, me or the other person. No, no, like I just yeah, that? I was like dumb and dumb. Right? Yeah, I like it. No, it was no, a girl. I'm off to <laughs> No, it was a girl. Free to Oh man, it's just that you know, so often people fail to even consider any other perspective of their own. They've almost oh, yeah. lost the
1: ability to view the world from any other view. They've um, domed themselves in their dome. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean. They put an invisible dome and barrier around them, and even though they don't know that, that's that's what's happening. Yeah, you'll have you know someone goes to break up with someone,
0: and then the other person will say, well, you know, it's not fair.
1: Yeah, you know, it's
0: not fair to me and how I feel. And it's like, well, what about what about you know? This, well, this is how I feel. Yeah, and how yeah. I feel is that I need to be, I need to go away from this. but yeah. I'm somehow
1: a bad person because I can't give you what you want right and that all of a,
0: and that makes me and that makes it unfair and that makes me a bad person absolutely and, and it just I think that is sort of another thing that that people maybe would take for granted that haven't read this or you know some of the naysayers that would say, well, this is an overreaction I wouldn't react to this book they're, they're coming from that mentality where they're they, they're not thinking about how it affects other people well and they'd like to think we all like to think for some reason we live through life as if it's some movie yes we're the protagonist and that we're we're the good guy and we always like to apply this filter when like oh well if I was in that situation like I, I yeah I, you see with athletes people talk about uh, oh what is his name I can't think of his he's more famous for uh, smoking weed than he Josh Gordon
1: oh yeah Browns.
0: I uh-huh. think when I hear people say, like, man, that guy's an idiot. He could make millions and millions of dollars, and all he'd have to do is not stop smoking weed. And I'm like, dude, you the guy's saying that to me. He's been working in a kitchen for 12 years of his life, and he yeah. smokes weed, and he takes every, every break at work, he goes out and smokes weed. And I'm like, man, you can't stop smoking weed for two days just for no reason. So why? how can you sit here and say, yeah. oh, if I had that, I would stop smoking weed. It's like, dude, you have nothing, and maybe potentially changing your habits with Switch, not that I'm, con- I'm not. Oh, yeah. Like a, 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 a pulpit thumping a like stall weed is bad for you. I'm yeah. just using that as the example. It could be video games. It could be freaking Twinkies. You know, with something standing in the way of your success, yes. you can't put it down to be, like how can you knock, like I hate when I see people knock authors or artists being like, man, they have the world at their fingertips. How could they get in, in a drug problem? And I'm, I'm just like really. Yeah. I mean, your your cousin has a drug problem and has nothing. Why? Why do you? That's because a lot of people. There's a difference there. Well, a lot of people are holier than now.
1: Yeah. You know, they think that they're better than everybody. But the thing is, is how can everybody be better than everybody? (laughs) Think about that. I
0: think that's part of the the sort of system that we've been the trickle down trickle down um, you know social classes here where it's like you know as long as you believe that there's someone below you, you'll kind of take it on the chin a little bit more from yes. above you because, oh, at least you've got someone you can talk down to the the little story. I like to use is, you know, dad gets yelled at by the boss and comes home, you know, yells at mom, little boy comes home from school. Mom yells at him to clean his room. Boy goes outside and kicks the dog in the ribs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you're, mm-hmm. you just find the next person in line to pass it out. On. It's
1: yes, trickle down violence and yeah. dysfunction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you
1: know, that, that's... That's why uh, people feel the need to... Yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's, it's fascinating. Um, well, it, it's funny because, I mean, I think there's like 25 or 26 reviews on the book, and there are about uh, four negative reviews, and they all say just the same thing. Like, they, they want to go out of their way to say... I mean, there was this one review where the person said, "Like, oh, well, I just think people—if this happened, yeah, it would be inconvenient." I'm paraphrasing here, but it'd right. be like, "Well, I just think people would, would, you know, we really just need, you know, nice hot, hot pizza delivered to our front door." And it's like, and I just thought it how funny that would be if the internet did go out. You'd be like, "No, dudes, like it's cool. Like, we got pizza, man. Yeah, it's, right. all it's all good. Don't, good. All Don't worry." You, you would get hit you, you would get slapped <laughs> like you know like it's just um really quick I don't know if I told this to you but while I was writing the book I did a, a very interesting study on my own where I I, I asked my friend um, Seth if I could go to his page and he has like a lot of friends and I would I would write just a hundred of them and I would just I wouldn't promote anything I would just say, Um, hey, I'm, you know, so-and-so's friend and I just want to know if the internet mysteriously vanished tomorrow morning, what would you do and, you know, how would you react? Uh, what do you think would happen? And, and everybody, (laughs) everybody's either with variations of, yeah, I think it would be bad for all, but I don't think it would be. But then when it came to personally describing what they would do or how they would react, well, I could live without it. It's totally cool. I, w- I wouldn't even care about it. And it's just like, for like 100 people to say that, it really is like, at least staunch alcoholics can say, Yeah, I have a fucking problem. Like, yeah. I have, yeah. you know what I mean? With like, I mean, you're talking about people, they've said people look at their phone, you know, periodically throughout the day more than anything else. Yeah. Please. Like, the average yeah. person, I, I did
0: some research actually for. Just for, for him, this, just for
1: you. Oh, Yo, okay. awesome! Um, and, uh, so hey, over an hour, <laughs> over an hour a day is spent on
0: Facebook per individual. That that's yeah. about the average. Is about something like one point two hours. Oh spent yeah. just on Facebook.
1: So well, how many to- people? How many people at uh, at my work? Uh, um, sometimes I've asked the time, um, and and you'll have a lady dig through her purse or whatever to get her phone out to exactly look for not. the time. And what's funny about this is I knew what the time was because there's a damn clock on the wall. And I would say – I would do a test. I would say, oh, I'm going to ask what time it is and see what they say. If they look over the clock, no, they all go for their phone. Every and time. they know that the clock's there. See, the that's what's there. funny about it. That See, that right there is an example of how just <laughs> – we, it's, it's, it's like a, it, it's a it's a limb. It's an additional limb.
0: It's, and if I can extend to this, because I'm so glad you just brought this up. Because okay. I find a way somehow to bring this into almost every podcast to talk about. And I, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, I have the sort of argument that we as a people have been essentially brainwashed. And I think that yes. the problem is, is people get scared by that term. And they think of me holding a watch in front of your face, and yeah. counting to ten, and hypnotizing. Or a smartphone, because nobody has watches anymore. Because they don't exactly. <laughs> because they don't understand. So many people don't understand the way their own brain works. They just yes. take it for granted that your brain is smart. You can trust your brain is doing everything right, um, and you don't even understand like, for the instance, the different uh, brain ways, how they function. Like I'm sure you've been in a situation before you've been so into a TV show where someone was trying to talk to you that you're you you did
1: not block even, them out.
0: Didn't even hear me block them out. Oh. Okay. Well <clears throat> that if you're in that state of mind, that's sort of a different state of mind from when you're say driving in a car Absolutely. and you're alert to everywhere. Okay. Absolutely. So people can acknowledge the fact that their brain works differently, but then they want to refuse to accept the idea yes. that when you're locked into this uh brain state that allows you to completely block out all of your surroundings yeah. that any messages that might be coming in subliminally might be actually affecting the way that you know so it's like people are i think in some ways by this own device being you know sort of
1: manipulated I mean, yeah, it's,
0: it's like a cult mentality it really is internet. yeah um, like they can't but, they, like, they can't and, jump and, out and of the their
1: reason. closed mind nature
0: yeah and it's uh,
1: impossible
0: what what you said that that, and I, that was a lot of a buildup for what I was trying to say, and I do apologize. For That's that. a lot all right. Of the background for it was what you just said about people checking their phones to check their time. Okay. Yeah. That to me sounds like Pavlov's dog right there. Like yeah. You've just gotten to point to where if you need it, you check your phone for it, and to me that is awful because we all know, like these days, you are there. You have an an iPhone. Yep. An Android. What, what else? There's nothing. Samsung. Barely, Samsung, barely anything else. I mean, barely those are the front else. runners. Okay, so it's just the same as your cable options, where you have six companies owning ninety percent of all television. Right. So now you're. It's down, conglomerate. So just it's like all, over. It's, yeah, yeah. Wherever you know, and you're just sucked into this thing. And I'm not sitting here from some. Let's be honest. There's a double, There's two sides to this. Yes, there absolutely because is. We couldn't be doing this right now with any hope of it going anywhere if people weren't addicted to the internet. So. Oh
1: yeah. Drive, we're kind of well like i stated earlier i believe i did but i mean we we all we are all like i mean we all have it i mean you know what i mean like a few of my friends have said oh like they've taken no net in a wrong way they read and be like well why are you so anti-internet well how am i yeah like i'm not i i did i didn't say it was bad i focus on people's reliance on it that's
0: yeah. it i will talk about this subject with you and then on wednesday go on 60 great radio with rj and discuss why i'm afraid of new concepts of censoring the internet because yes. although people are mm-hmm. uh, you can acknowledge that's that. what i'm going to explore it's, in the sequel you, you Big can time. you can acknowledge that something that we have a problem with something but still not it's like for yeah. instance it will be my same approach to uh gun control is the same approach to internet control yeah Okay, I think everybody has the right, Absolutely. but you, you have, it's on you to be knowledgeable. And, you know, so it's like where you you can't just we'll be addicted to the Internet. Like people get addicted to Adderall or whatever. Adderall yeah. might help a lot of people, but you can still get addicted. You can get addicted to a good thing and turn it into a bad thing.
1: Well, I'm glad that you brought good. this up because they're slowly implementing things to regulate the Internet and how – how free it used to be you know yeah. like like amazon oh it, there used to be no tax now you have to pay tax for things online that you buy online well that never was the way it was and 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 i'm not going to spoil it for people that have read known it, but obviously but the funny thing is is you're one of the only people that do know where i'm going because yeah, I, I do you. and that's why i have to let you drive this yeah <laughs> i'll drive this car uh power steering but uh, the, the thing is on the sequel which I can't even tell the name of it because it actually like gives it away of what my approach is going to be here but really so so the main question of nonet that I wanted people to ask themselves you know was was you know what would I do if this happened in this scenario but the sequel is going to be an even bigger question about your yourself your own identity and what you're gonna do because I'll just say this, um, There were some people, even the people that gave negative reviews, they still wanted to know what was going to happen because that was another thing that they were like, well, I don't even understand why it's gone. I want explanations. You will get that in the second one. There are going to be a lot of answers and, and the world's going to open up even more, but it's going to ask a certain question uh, that I find even more um, fascinating and interesting to ask the reader and people as a whole than the first book. Because it really digs into your psyche, and
0: and yeah, not to be a bigger tease, but I am really excited for this the the follow up because that is the one that um, is the floodgates is open. Gonna, yeah, it's really gonna ask even some more interesting questions, and
1: um, I and the way the world's going, uh, not to spoil the main premise or the plot line and the twist, but. Um, I think it could happen sooner rather than later how uh, things are happening so
0: and and this is why and I'm gonna I'm gonna take this little opportunity here to kind of take us off off course here for a second sure since we've gotten into that sort of parallel and I know that that's something that we both have in common as riders is our intention to sort of you know, for for instance, the, the work that I have out there, a lot of it is in its own universe in the future that tells sort of parallel stories, kind of like uh, warning stories. Yes, cautionary uh, tales. Cautionary tales, which is what I believe this is. I think, in my opinion, that's what what Net is. At least, it's what I took it as when I read it. The sort of the, the vibe that I got was, you know, this is trying to tell me something or show me something about myself. And, you know, having it come from the different perspectives, the way that you did um, different characters, it allows it for a wider audience to have an opportunity at any certain point in the book to put themselves in a character's shoes. Yeah. You know, they might not be able to relate to every character, but there's probably one that is, uh, is relatable. And it just sort of um, reminds me of our, your idea for our upcoming podcast that, Yes. Um, I want to at least get mentioned That's out there. Where I feel I, it. Yeah, <laughs> because I know we we intend to maybe try to have our our ground zero of that podcast this afternoon. I know yes. we both have loaded episode schedules, zero. Billy guys. Corgan
1: in the shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but I'm going to let people you, that are over thirty will get right, that. Nobody right, else will. exactly. Um, you, uh, I want to let you.
1: Like describe unveil, it, unveil it. Because okay. It's your
0: idea—you came up with the name and everything—and I'm okay. sort of here to help it because I think it's a, a wonderful idea.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, it's it's going to be called. I'll just get right to it and just say it's a podcast idea that I had, and it's going to be called uh, Right Strife, and it's about writers that get together and not necessarily talk about you know the ins and outs of how to market your book or or how you know how to get reviews or just all that just you know, cliche, typical bullshit, like, I wanted more, there are really no podcasts that I've seen, because I've scoured uh, the the iTunes store and the podcast world, and there are really no uh, podcasts that that have, like, maybe three to four writers um, of varying backgrounds or or desires for their own career, and, and we discuss, uh, you know, um, our passion for it, for the craft, and, and in different ways, in different avenues. Uh, like we discussed uh, earlier on the phone, um, each episode would be, you know, a certain topic of writing. Because there's, I mean, there's a multitude of things that you can discuss. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, you could have a whole hour episode of word count, you could have a whole episode of you know, editing, like, you know, self editing while you write, or do you do it after? Or and then, you know, hire an editor, you know, like there's so many things that you can speak, you know, speak on. And uh, so basically the goal is, you know, you know, very soon we're gonna try to get this going. Well, today we're gonna do a trial run. Yeah,
0: we're gonna we're gonna do a trial <clears throat> run uh here probably after the bread and circuses premiere. Yep, We've got we've got guys waiting on us in the studio to yeah. get their premiere episode out. And
1: then, uh, yeah. We'll and, be and another thing to do that. Yeah. And another thing i I failed to, to mention is, uh, make note of is that, uh, my idea would be, you know, maybe doing it two times a month. And, and we, we have kind of a revolving door, like we would be the anchors, you, you know, you yeah. would, you know, and, and, uh, We would have people coming in and we could share short stories that we're working on or talk about, you know, fulling novel and just I think it would be a cool way for people, for readers and fellow writers to follow along the path of a a writer. It's, you know, in and of itself, because. A lot of podcasts, really, they focus on the greed aspect of it. Like, well, what can I do to get more reviews? Or what can I do to get more money for my book? Right. Who gives a shit? All I know is when I die, I want to leave words behind that I'm proud of or people can think of, you know, in fond, you know, in respect.
0: It, exactly. My my big goal is to be able to just do the work. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want to be able to have something that I can leave behind. That sort of gives my opinion and my philosophy on things without sort of having to get in anybody's face.
1: Yeah. And just like a relaxed environment. From my
0: point of view, you know. And say, yeah. Well, and, and I admittedly, admittedly, am a bit of a trickster at times.
1: I will reel you in with an exciting story. A chameleon, and, like <laughs> and, with literary format. Yeah. yeah like I'm your just, your last idea that I, or your last short story, you know, coming to terms. And I was really interested in that. And um, you should, can you link that too? Like on your thing, like do a little spot. Like yeah, yeah, I
0: can. If I can do that, it, it will take me. Because I don't want to spoil it. Um, I, I
1: don't want to spoil it, but I think people would really enjoy that because um, it, it it it's a mis, it's it's a misdirect in in the in 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 a very um, smart way to go about it because because you you're. You think it's going a certain way, and I'm, I kind of don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to, but, well, but no, it, it's, okay. a, it's a I, very, yeah, I, it really makes you, it's thought provoking. As you know, hey, you know, anytime you don't want to spoil anything, just do a blanket of thought provoking. <laughs> it's like, right, you know right. what I mean? Like, a just, yeah, it thought provoking. Yeah, yeah, just
0: say, uh, I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah, a bunch of, uh,
1: just yeah, hyperbole.
0: Yeah. Like. A bunch of cliche terms here. <laughs> yeah. So I did. I did pull it up on the screen. Okay. Just, for, just to show the title and that we're we're on Blogger for that because I, I do appreciate I appreciate you saying that.
1: Well, you um, have a very you have quite the um, just like me like like minded. We are uh, uh, prescient. You know, we 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 see where the world's going even when people um, refuse to do so. <laughs> or like I can't believe how blind people are um, I actually did uh, if you want if you wanna laugh, <laughs> I uh, you know on Goodreads on author pages I don't know if you know this but uh, they do a thing uh, where you know you can people can ask you a question like they can ask the author a question well what I did is uh, I don't think you've read this yet but uh, it's good for a little chuckle but uh, I ask a question to myself but I write it in a format of a person that's kind of a naysayer of what I'm going, like what I'm trying to uh, open people's eyes to. Okay. And and it's a, it's it's a little question, and uh, it's it's a by a oblivious citizen, and I respond back, and I uh, basically say the reason why I think the internet will be our eventual downfall is the fact that I have two working eyes, and I can see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And it's like. And and it's and there's more to it, but but I I implore people to go to my Goodreads page, you know, search out No Net or my name and read that because I wrote that I put that in there because I really do want to want people to understand that. Um, okay, let, let let's get intricate about because we haven't talked about old school like the 50s, 60s, and let's go 70s, 80s, 90s when video games came about. Let's say TV, when TV came about, oh, you're, you know, you're a zombie, you're wasting away, Um, you know, your brain is just like deteriorating, okay? Well, TV wasn't killing you. (laughs) Smartphones and games, people are falling off cliffs, people (laughs) are crashing into trees and dying. Yeah. And it's like, I remember when, um, when I was a teenager, man, and I was <laughs> playing a Turok dinosaur hunter in Goldeneye on N64, you know, yeah. and I remember one time I was playing it, and my grandparents came over for like a Thanksgiving dinner, and I remember specifically my grandpa come up to me and saying, "You know, this Goldeneye, it doesn't make you want to like kill people, does it? Like you want because at that time the hotbed issue was video games are creating uh, this sort of you know psychotic, uh, you know." Like people wanted, like they they were worried that like the our youth would, would go out and just start shooting people up yeah. because they were killing you know enemies in a game. Yeah. And and the thing is, is what people are are really not um, speaking about is that uh, games themselves are killing people now. Like yeah, people, people yeah. aren't killing people over games. Well, they are, but yeah. but but essentially, all I know is, hey, we don't know what happens when we die, right? We don't know what happens. I don't know if you're an atheist, you believe in God, whatever. I'm not here to talk about that. That's a whole other subject. <laughs> a, yeah. But I will say, if there is a person that judges you or you go in a room and they like review how you died or if you weren't supposed to die, there has to be a person that if you're on... Looking at Pokemon Go and searching for the Pokemon, and you fall off a cliff and you die, or you crash into a tree, and you weren't supposed to die until you're like eighty, but you died at twenty-seven. Um, they're probably gonna look at you and be like, "You stupid motherfucker!" <laughs> like, probably. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 some pretty. You were supposed to live till eighty-five happened. years old and but, have four yeah. kids. Whoops. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they're I, not addicted,
0: Kevin. They're not. Right, they're totally dude. cool. I can st- I can quit it anytime I just don't want to.
1: Yeah, no, doesn't sound care. like alcoholism yeah, or drug It Doesn't out of sound right? like a problem at all to me. No, yeah, it's totally
0: no. cool. I don't understand what the what the deal is here. Yeah, well,
1: I could do it. I just don't want to
0: do yeah. it. Yeah, like yeah, don't I, worry I, about tomorrow it. Tomorrow is a much better day for me to quit. Cause <laughs> I have like three things <laughs> yeah. going on today, and oh, trust me, man, I am uh, the king of rationalizing. Yeah. I, can, I can convince yeah. myself to do anything. It's it's sad. It's a yeah. weakness. I'm working on fixing. But, um, well, I, I would like to go ahead and sort of start uh, just kind of wrapping it up with us for this one, if you're okay. all right. We've got the uh, studio time coming up for the next guys, and I, and I yeah. want you to be a part of that. Uh, oh, yeah, opening, I'll tag in. Uh, that opening Bad, bad uh, not Bad Dinner Guest, <laughs> well, a new Bad Dinner Guest oh. show, which is uh, Bread and circuses.
1: One last thing, I just really, we didn't talk about it. I mean, we said how little people would be affected or how much in the book. But uh, I wanted to talk about an area really quick about um, uh, an area of the book that nobody talks about, and it's app 10, and it's where it's in the retirement home called Rested Heads. Mm -hmm. And and to me, um, I just want to make a point for people to understand here is, uh, to me, that is the backbone of this whole book because it's the lesson to show that unfortunately if we keep going this way which I don't see it stopping um, the the characters that were used in that retirement home they were old fossils they were on their way dying you know how I did it I won't you know spoil it or whatever but but um unfortunately um, we're not gonna have any more of those generations like years from now at retirement homes people aren't going to like they won't remember a world without it you know what I mean? Like the reason why, when they were on TV and they were like, "Oh, people are still caring about this. Why does why does it even matter?" Basically, when we're old, we are we are uniformly we're used to it. You know what I mean? Like there are people in homes right now that grew up with having to find somebody, having to go out to a party, yeah, yeah. We'll be things.
0: we'll be like the last generation that knows that.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this rate, yeah. I mean, people had to use people used to um uh you know, utilize typewriters and, and writing pen and you know pen and paper and and uh, that that is a dying art and people yeah. don't even want to grasp that anymore they don't care it's no. I mean I, I I people forget everything like I had people um try to point out a plot hole saying oh well I don't understand why text messaging is involved in the world without the internet in your book um, text messaging messaging was around before we had Wi Fi. It's it's yeah. on a whole other. It's it it works without the internet right yeah. now. Yeah. Yes, you have the iPhones and the Droids where they're connected to each other, and it's. But you can still send it. Yeah. Absolutely, it's on towers that, and I I pointed that out to people, and and it's funny the people that I pointed that out to weren't eighteen or nineteen years old. They're in their late twenties and thirty. They lived the life. They they should know what it was like. Right. But my point is is like. We're getting so just we're drowning in the digital abyss that it's like we're forgetting what life used to be like just 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, you know, and it's it's unbelievable. To continue
0: man. to progress as absolutely. Things. You don't even have to go back that far. I mean, I think oh. back to the cell phone I had less than ten years ago.
1: Oh yeah, was yeah. it like was it like a flip phone or like a, gray, a yellow it was screen? A
0: gray brick. Yeah, phone brick with blue backlighting. Absolutely. Had brick breaker on it. Speaking of bricks. But yeah, so it, and it's and that's why you know even the timeline in your book I don't think even is far fetched that within within another decade yeah twenty
1: twenty six I mean if, geez. We,
0: if we would progress ten more years and then all of a sudden lose the internet I think absolutely this is within the realm of reason.
1: Well, I mean twenty two thousand the year two thousand to twenty sixteen. But look you know, what has changed why, in sixteen that's years. That's why
0: we're starting a podcast together to discuss you know, to write and. And, and co-author some things that's the Absolutely. other thing so anybody out there listening that you know enjoys writing in any form check us out mm-hmm. even potentially join us you know we're we're always live passing, it's an open so door you can leave comments uh, you can send us an email for now uh, you can just send it to bad dinner guests at gmail.com will we get we filter all those through the main site and um, as far as Craft is King goes, man, I'd love to have you back on as the musician. Sometimes yeah, with, with Sean and uh, Jarrell here. Maybe oh, a couple a,
1: guys who know. You know, That's a whole is, other monster. That, that's a whole, yeah. That's another aspect we didn't talk about and known It, all. The uh, references to songs, specific songs, you know? Right,
0: yeah, that's true. It's which uh, which anybody funny. that
1: reads the book, please listen to those songs because I planted stuff in there for you too. Utilize the internet and find things that you may not know about.
0: Little Easter eggs, yes, sort of Brett Easton Ellis style with I, the uh, with the uh, song drops there. And I would like to. I want to take a second to say something to our audience and something that is kind of exciting to me as potential for um, the Craft is King podcast. A, a good buddy of mine, uh, Brian Ott, runs the Ott Studios. You know him. Mm-hmm. He's an artist. He's a Painter. And actually, yeah. as I talk about it, great, a real great point, artist. he's a great, he's fantastic. And he actually has a live show coming up uh, August 12th here locally in Columbus. It will be at the creative club, which is on North high street downtown. It's a uh, 1253 North high street. I meant um, to go to that. Yeah, if I have yeah. time, I'm going to check you definitely that out. Need to. So I was at his last one, which was a, a great show. This one is all theme. This is a physical dialogue. Uh, and it's a unique series of abstract landscapes, but bodyscapes. But So I was actually one of his paintbrushes in this. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, those are any Arrested Development fans. I blew myself. Um, I was covered head <laughs> to toe in blue yeah. man group.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I know what you meant exactly. by that, but, like, I blew myself. I was thinking about that scene from Saving Silverman.
0: What do you want? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um,
1: but his art is awesome. I mean, it... I remember um, when I came over what like a year ago, year and a half ago here and and I saw his art was just so captivating and grabbed you. And he had the um the at the, at the last show it was all the
0: robot apocalypse oh, really? stuff. Oh really? How how well of those
1: go over? People dig it.
0: Though yeah, yeah, it it went really well while we were there. I am now screen sharing and I for those listening I will con- I'll put a link in the description. Uh, on any and all mediums that we're on, because we're on about seven or eight different things here now. Yeah, that's right. So there will be a link to Ot Studios. You can check it out. Follow him there. Follow us at Bad Dinner Guests. We will be posting from. Uh, we'll be posting reminders uh, about from okay. about a week out in. But what I'm going to actually attempt to do is uh, do a Craft as King podcast either right before or right after or That'd be a good doing, idea. doing something even maybe from the creative plug itself, just as another, why way not to try to just, and we're going to try to, you know, uh, once it's done, uh, or if he wants to try to, if he's down for any live streaming like that. So I'm very, I mean, I'm close with Brian. We're going gonna, gonna to talk and see if there's anything Well, I have a uh, that question. we can do to help promote his work because he's a great artist and he, people need to go out and see him. Well, and on the subject of that, You know, I want people who aren't in Columbus to be able to view this as well.
1: Yeah. Um, On the subject of that, has he ever done, like, because obviously I love to support artists and original pieces of art. Like, has he ever done any work with with books, like with book covers? Because he could make a lot of money if he... Uh, he uh, yeah. Educated himself in maybe digital art or even painting. No, like. no, he
0: he can do that. Um, so I he knows it, how to roll yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's something that we would have to we would have to talk with him someday. That's something uh, for uh,
1: Kratos King to discuss. Right, exactly.
0: Something to discuss for that.
1: Because he could create a whole portfolio of ninety nine yeah. designs and. Right. I mean, he could make a side living so well. Uh, yeah, exactly. So we'll
0: we'll get him yeah. on, and we'll get him on, and I'll let you ask him yourself. Okay, cool. I'll be there. Coming episodes and. As far as that, guys, we're going to be taking off here soon. With, uh, thank you for joining us on the Happy Trails yes, Network. I want to, uh, if, if you want to, we'll be continuing this conversation, Noah, yes. uh, of, of these topics here up Bread and Circuses. We've got three more guys ready to uh, jump in and get on a podcast with us. And then hopefully, whether it be in the same room or over Google Hangout tonight, we should have 20, 30 minutes to do a right strife. We okay, can just cool. pick one topic if you want. And sure. Talk about our process. Maybe yeah. Um, just
1: I think the first episode should just be about process. That'd about process. Just to guys, learn how we do. You guys heard it
0: here first. Process within, within the day, you'll be catching Right Strife <laughs> episode zero: the process and. Tune back in here it's about it's,
1: it's the minutes pre-
0: for Bread and Circuses, the premiere episode.
1: Right, Strife, zero, episode zero, the prequel to episode one.
0: The pre- episode one <laughs> prequel. Yes. Well, Noah, thanks again for joining me. I look forward to Thank having you. our own thing coming on soon. Is this and where we handshake? If you ever want to interview somebody else on Craft is King besides Brian, you let me know. This is going to be a revolving door with hosts. I want people who... Are interested in the topic to interview on the topic okay cool with that being said this is a
1: virtual handshake we're not shaking hands but imagine if we are I'm sending you an
0: email that says approved okay nighty-night guys (laughs)